In the beginning of Parshas Kisovoi, we have the mitzvah of Bikurim. And this is what the Rebbe is starting off with, saying that in the beginning of the Parsha, when we speak about what one needs to read out when he brings those first fruit to the base of Migdash, the Bikurim, the Pasuk says, The Anisa of the Amarta, you will call out and say, Arami Oivid Ovi. So this is referring to Lovanha Arami, of course, that he was the one that tried to destroy my father. That's Yaakov Avinu, of course. And then Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim. He lived over there originally with very few people. Then he became a big nation. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim with a strong hand, and we came to this place. This is all what the person is saying as he brings the Bikurim, the first fruit, to the Beis HaMikdash. Now the reason when, the reason that when the person brings the Bikurim, he mentions these two things, Arami Oivedovi, to emphasize the being saved from Lavan and the descent of the Yidin to Mitzrayim and being redeemed from this Golos, it seems obvious that the point is that we're thanking and praising Hashem for these amazing acts of kindness, that Hashem saved our ancestors from being lost and destroyed by Lavan and in Golos Mitzrayim and so on, until finally Hashem brought us to this land flowing with milk and honey, and this praise and thanks that we verbalize expresses itself in action as well when we bring the, the first of the fruits of the land to be Kurim to Hashem. The question, however, is, the Rebbe says, if the reason is to mention the kindness of Hashem, that Hashem did to our Ovois, starting from the fact of Arami Oved Ovi, until the time they came to Eretz Yisrael, the question then is, why are only these particular, these two particular acts of Chesed being saved of Lavon and the Geula of Mitzrayim, why are they the ones being mentioned, and not all the other miracles and kindnesses that Hashem has done with them before He brought them to Eretz Yisroel, like Kriyas Yamsuf, saving them by the war against Amalek, the Chasodim that Hashem did for them in the Midbar, with the man, with the well of, of water, of course. So these are the things that help the Yidin to be able to live and exist as they're passing through the 40 years in the desert, the great and frightening desert, to come to the land to bring these Bikurim. And so too, other kindnesses that Hashem had done for, that, for them, as the story of Eshed Hanacholim, the time when the mountains had crashed together, killing all of their enemies, the wars against Sichon and Oig, etc., etc. Now, even if you're going to say, that uh, being saved from Lavan and Golos Mitzrayim are considered the main and most important and essential ones, through which Hashem saved our Avois and all the Bnei Yisrael from being completely, completely destroyed, whereas the other kindnesses and miracles are more like a continuation and detailed, specific things coming out of the general idea of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in order to come to Eretz Yisrael, there's also some little things that happen along the way. And you would say that the nase of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim would not be complete without those other nisim, like Kriyas Yamsov and having the mon and the well. So generally speaking and saying that we were taken out of Mitzrayim really includes the most important, significant idea and all the other details follow. The question, however, still remains, why don't we mention when we're thinking and bringing the Bikurim, the kindness that Hashem had done for Yaakov and his children, between the time of Arami Oved Ovi and coming down to Mitzrayim, a time when there was also a very, very major 
salvation and Hatzalah. And that was when Yaakov and his children were saved from Esav and his people. As Yaakov Avinu himself davens, when he says to Hashem, Hatzileinina, please save me from Esav, that he shouldn't come destroy the mothers and the children, etc. And since, says the Rebbe, this is a question even in Pshutei Shal Mikra, it's very surprising. Why isn't there even a hint to an answer? To, in Rashi answering this question, which as we know, Rashi's Indian is to always explain and to answer everything that's difficult in Pshutei Shal Mikra. And from the fact that Rashi doesn't comment anything on it, that's a proof either that it's not a question at all and it's so simple and obvious. That Rashi doesn't have to explain it even for a Ben Chomish Mikra, or alternatively, that it could be understood from something that Rashi had explained already previously. Says the Rebbe, in answering this question, seemingly we could have answered that what's the reason why when we bring the Bikurim we don't mention the fact that Yaakov was saved from Esau? We might say it in the following way, that it was because practically nothing had actually happened Esav hadn't practically done anything to Yaakov yet. Rather, there was only an anticipated danger that Yaakov was worried of what Esav is going to do. Because practically, Esav never ended up doing anything to Yaakov. Now, even though you'll say that Lavan also never practically did anything to destroy Yaakov, nevertheless, in the case of Lavan, we would say that it's as if he has done something practically. Since Choshav Lase, since he was planning to do it, so Hashem counts it as if he did it. Because by the Goyim, Hashem counts even their Machshavah when they plan to do something like that, Hashem counts it as if he did it. As Rashi says, and that's why it says Arami Oived Avi, because in this case, Lavon was destroying, or he thought to destroy Yaakov, it's counted already as if he did it. Where is it when it comes to Esau? So even though seemingly it's the same thing, he only thought to do something. But Esau has a din of a Yisroel Mumor. He has a din of a Yid that has done the wrong things, gone off the right path. And therefore by a Yid we don't say that when he has a, a negative and bad evil intention, it's counted as if he actually did it. Rather, it's only a potential that Esav could have done it, and therefore it's not counted together with the other things which are in action, as in the case of Mitzrayim, and even in the case of Lavon, which is a thought that's counted as an action. But again, in, by Esav, since he's counted as a Yid, it wouldn't be considered as an action. However, the Rebbe says, the problem with this is, First of all, we don't find anywhere in the simple psukim, according to Pshutish Mikra, we don't find anywhere that Esau should actually have the din of a Yisrael, Mumer of a Yid, that had gone off the path. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, even in regards to the Avois generally, we cannot prove from the simple pshat of the psukim the exact halachic category and, and din that the Ovis would have as they were before Matan Torah, whether they would even be counted as the same din of a Yisroel after Matan Torah. But in addition to all of this, says the Rebbe, either way we look at it as a problem. That is, if we're going to say that we do have to mention when we are thanking, when we're bringing the Bikurim, if we have to mention the Chasodim, only those kindnesses and our Ovis being saved, from something that actually practically took place, like in the case of Mitzrayim, 
The Egyptians acted terribly to us and they caused us suffering and pain and tortured us, etc. And then Hashem took us out. If that's the case, then Lovin shouldn't be counted either because the bottom line is nothing bad had actually taken place and Yaakov didn't suffer anything practically from Lovin in that sense. Because the fact that we count what he has done as an action, that's going to be relevant only to how terrible his sin is and what kind of punishment he's going to get from Hashem. But it's no practical difference to Yaakov. The bottom line is that whether his, his thoughts are counted as an action, whether or they're not counted as an action, the bottom line is Lovon didn't end up touching Yaakov. So what are you going to say? That we need to say that even though that there no practical thing happened from Lovon, and yet the Pasek counts it as Arami Oivedovi, because of his plans, and that's already considered the chesed of Hashem, the kindness of Hashem. If that's the case, we should also be thanking Hashem for the fact that Yaakov was saved from Esau's bad plots. So the bottom line from all of this is that we must say that the special that these two kindnesses that are mentioned in the Torah, number one, the union of Lavan, and number two, the union of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, have some special connection to the concept of Bikurim, which does not exist in all of the other Chasodim. The explanation of this, says the Rebbe, is that the mitzvah of Bikurim, the Yidin became obligated in only after they came into Eretz Yisrael and conquered it and settled in it, as Rashi explains via Rishta, that teaches us that they only become obligated in Bikurim once they conquered and divided Eretz Yisrael. Which, uh, which helps us understand that this mitzvah of bringing Bikurim is not only thanking Hashem for giving us the land, that Hashem gave the land to Bnei Yisrael, but more importantly, for the fact that now we finally have a permanent place where we are settled, where we are living, and only then does this actually cause the year to feel all of this goodness with which he's rejoicing and he brings the fruits to Hashem. Now, since when we're bringing the Bikurim, the whole purpose is to thank Hashem for His goodness and kindness for giving us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey where we could be permanently settled, eating the fruit and enjoying the goodness of the land. So in order to emphasize this specific great kindness, what we mention is kindnesses that Hashem did to us, which are related to a similar sort of situation. In other words, to show the contrast of what has happened in where Hashem had saved us, in places where we were also previously more in a permanent type of way, and in those places we didn't have what we have right now, and Hashem saved us from those places and brought us here. So these were places that from the place itself didn't cause us any good, didn't bring us on their own to any good. On the contrary, here were places where they wanted to destroy us, the absolute of Rav evil, and Hashem specifically came to us and helped us, saved us, and did us the kindness to take us out of those places and to save us from those situations. And Hashem finally brought us to this place, giving us the good from the place itself and the ultimate of the good. And this is exactly why we're mentioning the kindness of Hashem that was done to us in Aram and in Mitzrayim. Because here were places where our avos were, where our ancestors were in a permanent place. In the case of Aram, so the, Yaakov was there for 20 years. In the case of Mitzrayim, they were there for Redu for 210 years. 
And this is what we're specifically emphasizing about these places where we were there permanently. Says the Rebbe, with this we'll also understand in a very geschmacker way, why we start off with our Rami Oived Avi, and then we go to Vayerid Mitzrayim, to emphasize, as mentioned this point, that these are places that are Ram and Mitzrayim on their own, are places that would have caused the Yidden a Sakana danger of being completely annihilated, completely destroyed. Hashem in His great kindness saved us and took us out of those places and finally bringing us to a place that in it, in it of its own is a place that's full with the Brochus of Hashem. Whereas the fact that Yaakov was saved from Esav, so this is while Yaakov is on his journey on the, on the road, on the way. So to all of the other kindnesses that Hashem did to Bnei Yisrael as they're traveling through the Midbar. Furthermore, Midbar itself essentially is not really a place of being settled. So in all of these other places, these are kindnesses that are not similar to that which we're thanking Hashem for right now by bringing the Bikurim when we are finally in a settled and permanent place. And again, very different to those places where we were before in a permanent way where Hashem had to save us from those places which were bad on their own. And now Hashem brought us to a place that has essential goodness. Says the Rebbe Sev in the Pnimi, so Indian, to explain Apichsidis, we could explain the following idea. It's explained in Oira Torah in regards to the mitzvah of bringing Bikurim, that the fruit of the tree represents the Neshama as it came down into the Guf. The Bikurim is the level of the Neshama, the way it's up above in the Shoirish. So the mitzvah of Bikurim is to connect the Neshama as it's down below to its root, to its source, which is considered the Bikurim. As the Pasuk says, Hashem says, I looked at your avos, and they are like a fig, an early ripening fig, the Bikurim. And the Tzemach Tzedek explains that in the mitzvah of Bikurim, we have two points. One point is the bringing of the Bikurim. And this represents when we are taking something from our world and elevating it upwards. And then there is, when we read the Parsha of the Bikurim, the Korea of the Parsha of Bikurim, this represents drawing down Elikus from above to below. That's what Kriya usually represents. A Kriya is Moshon Hamshacha, etc. That is to draw down that level of the Bikurim, the way the Neshama is up above, and bring it down here to shine into the Neshama as it's clothed in the body. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we can now understand why when we are doing this mitzvah of the Kriya, of the parish of Bikurim, which we just said means, we mention the two ideas of Lavan and Mitzrayim. Because in both of these, by Lavan and Mitzrayim, and in both parts of each of these, both when we went down into that place and when we came up out of it, in each of those, there was a chesed, there was a hamshacha, there was a drawing down from Hashem, from up above, down below. So first of all, when Yaakov goes from Be'er Sheva, the Pesach says, Vayetze Yaakov Be'er Sheva, that means he's being drawn down from a very, very high place. Vayetze going down to a very, very low place. Be'er Sheva representing a very high level of Kedusha and Charon, representing a very, very low, negative place. Then when Yaakov comes and leaves Charon, the Pasuk says, This is referring to the end of the story already, when Lavan is kissing yeah, and, um, his daughter's goodbye, etc. And the Pasuk, and the Chassidus explains the following, 
Now, what does the word lovon represent? The darga of lovon, spiritually speaking, in Kedusha, is a level called lovon elyon, that very, very pure, white um, state, which is completely higher beyond any sort of colors and so on. In other words, it's a level, level that's pure chesed. So it's explained in Chesidus that regarding lovon, it says the following, Vayashkem lovon baboiker. Simply, it's referring to the lovon down here getting up in the morning. Getting up in the morning. But, Chesidus explains that this represents that every single day there's a tremendous oil of Hashem's chesed that's awakened. And the Yaakov holach ledarke means that Yaakov is bringing down this very, very high level of loyven elyon, of this purity of Hashem's chesed, down here into this world. So what do we see here? That both there's an inyan of Ahamshacham al-Mailulamata when Yaakov is going from Beersheva to Choron, as well as when he's leaving Choron, once again is drawing down this tremendous high level of chesed from above to below. So too when he goes to Mitzrayim, and even before he goes to Mitzrayim, we know that Yehuda Sholach Lohoyer Islafanov, he sends Yehuda to go into Mitzrayim, to, to establish a yeshiva in Mitzrayim, again bringing the Elikus down into Mitzrayim. And what happens by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Once again, we have the Chesed of Hashem, where Hashem, in His very essence, is coming down into Mitzrayim to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim. So we see over here that in both areas, by Lavan and Mitzrayim, there's this idea of the Amshach of Hashem's Chesed coming down into the world. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we could explain, in a more deeper aspect of the Chesedus, of the, uh, how we understand the Rashi, of why Rashi uses the words... He says, Maskir Chasde Hamokim. That the Yid mentions the kindness, the Chasde Hamokim of Hashem, but being referred to over here as the in the name of Mokim, Hamokim. So the Rebbe asks, seemingly, we're speaking about Yaakov being saved from love, and then you'd see us Mitzrayim, we're speaking about tremendous, tremendous great miracles. We're not just speaking about something that's like a kindness. So why doesn't it say Nisei Hamokim, the miracles of Hashem? Also, why the term chasdei hamokim? Why not the term chasdei Hashem? Says the Rebbe, but based on what we just explained, how we explained the Rashi, that we're speaking about the fact that we're mentioning these two ideas, is specifically bringing down, drawing down, discussing how Hashem's chesed is coming down from up above to down below. So this is the pshat in the Rashi. Chasdei hamokim means we're taking the chesed of Hashem, that dargo which is coming and bringing it down into Mokim, into space, down here in this world. And this is exactly why we're mentioning the being saved from love and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that they are the Chesed of Hashem and being brought down in to the space down here, or as mentioned earlier in the Sikha, the whole point is that we're in a permanent place already, in Eretz Yisrael, etc., or when they were in a permanent place by Lavan and Mitzrayim, and the whole idea was to bring the Chesed of Hashem into these permanent places. Says the Rebbe, all of this in, avoid, in the person's avoided to Hashem, the person should never suffice by own in avoider, just going upwards, climbing in his Torah and Tefillah, and being elevated and being connected to Hashem. But the point is that he also bring, needs to bring Elikus down here into the world, into all mundane things, and into the very, very best of the world. We have to bring down Elikus, and that is that not only that the matters of the mundane matters of the world shouldn't take up any space by us because we're so connected to Hashem and just sort of ignore all the Gashmias, but rather even in the matters of Gashmias that we're involved in 
and we're involved in even in a very strong way and in a permanent way. We bring down the oil and Gileelikus inside of them to transform them into good, into Kedusha. Literally, that's the Pshat Meiratius Pri. In other words, we take from the very, very best, from the nicest, from the best, and with this we fulfill the Tachl Sakavon and Briya to make for Hashem a Dira B'Tachtonim.